It's more than 90 degrees outside the Frito-Lay plant in Topeka right now, but standing in the picket line feels cool compared to inside the warehouse, where Raina Corbis tells me temperatures are already peaking over 100 by 7 a.m. most days. When it's cold time, it's really, really cold, really, really freezing temperatures inside. It's, it's really bad, really, really bad. And I don't know why they don't have uh, air conditioner around the warehouse. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really bad. I, I was in uh, manufacturing too for a couple years when I started, and it's technically the same thing. Really, really hot in summertime and really cold in winter. Yeah, it is hard to work like that. Corbis is one of more than 500 workers on strike at the plant, demanding higher wages and more limited hours. I'm Noah Taborda. On this Kansas Reflector podcast, we visit the picket line to speak with the workers who have gathered across from the warehouse entrance. Since July 5th, hundreds have arrived carrying signs asking for public support and chastising Frito-Lay. Last week, Corbis came equipped with a hand-painted sign made by her daughter depicting a boot stomping on workers attempting to speak up. Many of the employees of this plant I spoke with described feeling like the image on that sign, silenced or stepped on by Frito-Lay. Working in strenuous and scorching conditions without proper compensation, as she has done for 20 years, is unsustainable for workers, Corbis told me. We're giving our life to the company because we have been here so much time, so, ma- so many years, being away, from, being away from the family, you know, when I know I don't have little kids anymore, but I know a lot of people have them. I got my little kids when I started here, and I know, I know what happens when you got little kids and you're working in here. So we just need the support for everybody, try to understand why we are doing this strike. Uh, like I said, we already talked to the company so many times, and they just don't want to give us anything. Anything, yeah. That's why we are here to strike. Union members rejected a contract from Frito-Lay with an annual 2% wage increase because, for many workers, that would be less than 50 cents per hour. Many employees are subjected to forced overtime and work up to 84-hour weeks because of worker shortages. Here's Paul Clemmy with some backstory on negotiations with Frito-Lay. Clemmy is chief steward of Local 218 of the Bakery, Confectionery, Tobacco Workers, and Grain Millers Union. Well, uh, some of it is wages. They've had a, a lot of departments haven't seen more than 20 to 40 cents in the last, you know, six, eight years. And then their best offer for us after we voted to go on strike, they came back with a best offer of 40 cents an hour which doesn't even come close to making up for the years they haven't given us raises. And then... uh, Under the union contract that expired the day workers walked out, members of the bargaining unit made anywhere from $16.33 to $38.42 per hour, depending on the job. This isn't isn't a greed issue. Uh, We we have a work condition and a work-life issue also. it's, this isn't also one contract. This is years in the making. The last 10 years, Frito-Lay has started to treat their employees worse and worse and worse. So it's, it finally snapped on this contract. And like I said, 10 years in the making, this has been coming up. Clemmy said better worker safety is also on their radar for June 19th, when the company said it will resume negotiating with the union. The warehouse workers' efforts have attracted support from members of other departments as well. Mario Wheat has worked at this Frito-Lay plant for 14 years in a variety of roles, including boxing and shipping. He said pay is not ideal, so he joined the picket line for both himself and to show solidarity. 
Wheat said he knows co-workers who have not been able to take a day off in more than two months. He said workers deserve a raise that reasonably accounts for the growing cost of living. But man, it's all about respect. You know, money and respect. We're tired of being underappreciated. You know, no real praise, no good, no good raise. You know, and it's, it's, it's sad, man, because nobody wants to be out here because we're losing money. No, don't get me wrong, I'm losing money. The strike has also attracted attention from other states. That's Gary Thomas of Claycomo, Missouri. He came alongside several fellow members of United Auto Workers Local 249. Throughout the day, Thomas can be spotted along the picket line, bullhorn in hand. He says the number one killer of a successful strike is lethargy. So he wants to make sure Frito-Lay knows they care. At their core, strikes like these are about sacrifice, Thomas told me. Employees are sacrificing for their families when they work 12-hour days in poor conditions. Now on strike, they're sacrificing their paycheck to stand up and send a message, Thomas said. Some people like Wheat have picked up part-time jobs to buoy their finances while the strike continues. Ultimately what it is, is uh, all across America today, we're seeing workers from farm workers to factory workers to office workers being mistreated and misclassified uh, mis uh, as gig workers. And we're seeing this and Frito, people like Frito-Lay, people like uh, uh, the Amazon vote down in Besmer, they're actually, they're fighting. They're fighting for their rights as, as workers, they're fighting for their dignity and they're fighting for justice. Across the picket line, Frito-Lay has argued it does its best to maintain good working conditions and made concessions in union negotiations. Last week, Frito-Lay declared the strike was unnecessarily putting employees at risk. In a letter sent home to workers, Frito-Lay said it remained committed to providing a safe and fair workplace. The company also said its compensation philosophy allows for competitive wages across the market. Tony Gallegos, a Sunships Frito operator, is hopeful this clash can be resolved swiftly and properly. It's basically about, you know, corporate greed. You know, we, we can't let that Goliath beat you down every time. You gotta stand up for what's right, and us as a union believe that's, that's what we're doing here today. Everybody has their own stake in this war, and for whatever reason, you know, it just continues to happen at this plant. Thank you for listening to this week's Kansas Reflector podcast. I'm your host, Noah Taborda. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, thanks for listening, Kansas. Kansas.